Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Pageant Live. I'm Stephanie McGrain. And tonight, our guest we'll be discussing the stereotypes associated with pageantry. All beauty, no brains, superficial, starving ourselves to be thin, diva attitudes, and more. But before our guests weigh in on this, let's meet them, beginning with Amy. Hi, I'm Amy Hillock from Dallas, Texas. I am Mrs. Texas United America. Welcome, Amy. Glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And next, let's move on to you, Carrie. Hi, everybody. My name is Carrie Sundy. I am the reigning Miss Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I actually live in Charlestown, Massachusetts. So glad to have you with us tonight, Carrie. Thank you. And hello, Janice. Hi. I'm Janice Celeste, and I am Mrs. Morris County, America, and I'm so happy to be here talking to you lovely ladies. Welcome, Janice. So glad to have you. Mm-hmm. And next, let's move to you, Melanie. Hi, everybody. I'm Melanie Ladd, and I am Miss Minnesota Nationwide 2013, and it's so good to be here. It's so good to have you. So good to have all of you beautiful ladies with us tonight. Okay, so let's get to the show's topic, pageant girl stereotypes, those stereotypes. What are your thoughts? And what can we do to break those stereotypes? What do you ladies, what do you think? Well, Uh, well, I I actually Googled stereotypes earlier. This is Amy Hillock. Um, I Googled stereotypes for pageants, and a lot of them came up with, you know, the perfect body, the perfect smile, the perfect stance. The perfect, you know, the, the, the overall, this is about me, this is about my beauty, my brains, my talent. And I really think it's more of an empowerment for other people. If a lot of people think that girls go into beauty pageants to be like the toddlers and Tiara moms. And, and they try to do the, I'm better than you. And the pageant that I was in, it was much more about empowering and lifting girls up and lifting other women up and saying, wow, you can do this and you're perfect. You may not be perfect for everybody, but you're perfect in your own way. And I really, I really think the the whole pageant has kind of gotten out of control with the, you know, um, what was it, Mrs. Utah or Miss Utah that did that, you know, she got stage fright. I, I had stage fright when I won my title, and I have no idea what my question was or what I said. I'm going to have to wait for the video to come. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it was good. <laughs> so that's that's just my two thoughts on the opening subject, at least. You know, and I I completely agree with you about Miss Utah. And I saw something online, and I can't remember exactly where it was. But they had all of these people, just the general public weighing in about women answering questions and, oh, my gosh, that was so dumb and, you know, this and that. So they went back and asked these same people to answer these questions 
Right. Oh, and wow. They could not do it. Good. <laughs> yep. So I felt like saying, ha, you sit there and criticize, but when the tables are turned and you get asked the question, you can't even answer it. So it's really like easy. Yeah. It's really easy to answer a question when you're sitting on your couch in your slippers. But <laughs> when you're on stage in very uncomfortable shoes, sucking in everything you have to make it look perfect, and then you try to get your brain to work, it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> well, not exactly. only that, but you got to understand, this is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. And you're right. taking in every bit of that. You want to take that moment in as well as be present. And it's hard to be present in the moment. Pay attention to the question. Think fast on your feet. I mean, and you practice for everything, and you try to think of every question in the world they could possibly ask you. Right. And all of these things are running through your head at such a fast pace, pace and then you don't want to babble at the same time. It all comes crashing together, and hopefully you can keep your, your momentum going, keep it all together, and answer intelligently. It's not an easy path, but we as women, especially knowing what she's going through, we have to be there to back her up. And when people say, oh, she's stupid, we have to say, oh, no, she isn't. She has this degree. Guess what? She's going to medical school. What are you going to be doing? You know, right. I found myself exactly. on Facebook. Oh no, she isn't. She's, uh, you know, and uh, matter of fact, like, uh, oh, she's this this particular um, head and girl. She happens to be a CPA. She has an education behind her. Do we know that the uh, uh, reigning Miss USA is a CPA? By the way, I have to oh, know I that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, is a CPA. I, <laughs> I think um, another thing to keep in mind too is that. We're all, I mean, we all make mistakes, and the women that are actually getting up and, you know, participating in pageantry, those women are really courageous, just for even attempting, and I think that that's something that a lot of people forget. Yeah, I also like adding off what everyone said. I am studying public relations, and I used to be a broadcast major, and the first thing people do is if someone does something wrong, it's immediately on television. It's, like, posted on social media. There's never really a moment for this person to respond and to be like, you know, like, I had a bad moment. It happens to us, and when you have a bad moment, it's going to be highlighted. It's just kind of how it is. You know, no matter what you do, what system you're from, they'll find a way to highlight it and say, this girl did this, or she fell on her face, or she messed up her question. And then people are immediately laughing at you, and you don't really have that, like, time to respond because of the 24-7, like, feed the goat. And I kind of think it's really difficult. But at least they gave, like, Miss Utah a second chance to kind of come on television and give her answer again and tell her side of the story. So it is kind of like a double-edged story because something happens. And then you do have the opportunity to be able to speak up and say how you're really feeling and give your own thoughts. So it's a kind of a, a give and take moment. But right. definitely the media has a huge role on how they portray pageants and the whole pageant stereotype aspect of it. So when you have a moment to speak up and to say something and how you feel about pageantry, you definitely should do that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I think is another really funny stereotype is that when we do answer these questions or when we, you know, um, say what we want in the world. Everybody thinks that we're always going to wish for peace and, and love and puppies and pandas. <laughs> um, at the back in backstage in our pageant, we were just we were goofing around during the rehearsal. And we're like, I wish for peace and pandas. I wish for <laughs> peace and puppies. You know, and it's you know everybody wishes for peace, right? But you know you can't just you have to expand upon that. You have to you have to have more of a brain and. 
you know, maybe way back when people were wishing for peace. But now it's, you know, I wish my brother would come home from Afghanistan. I wish, you know, my daughter's boyfriend would come home from Iraq. That's what I wish. But it's not going to happen just by wishing on it. So I wish for peace and puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm extremely like, amazed by the questions they're asking these days. Like, they really are tough questions. And I, a lot of the audience doesn't get to see, you know, our interviews. They see on-stage questions. They see a 30-second on-stage question. They don't see right. our full, you know, eight-and-a-half, ten-minute interview where we're actually getting asked extremely difficult questions about current events, about our platform, about, like, anything in general. And you can get caught up in the moment. And these questions are, you know, make it or break it in that time period. And if you don't answer them with the right way or the right of political affiliation, what's politically correct, you know, you can automatically, like, lose a judge. And that's kind of how it goes. And I think that it's way more than a pretty face or, you know, your body because you have to be able to talk under pressure, and especially with people who have no idea who you are or what you're, you know, made of. And that can help in the future because when you do get attacked on social media or you do have a bad day or a bad appearance, you can kind of, you know how to work with it and how to get through it because of the interview. Well, I think Absolutely. you ladies just um, made a good point in the, in the fact that, you said that um, you can't wish for pandas and peace. Uh, you want your brother to come home. You can't, um, you basically, you're being interviewed about your platform. Those are the things that people need to know about your platform, all the good things you're doing behind the scenes, what you're doing to make a difference. Right. You'd be surprised how many people I talk to who don't know about all the charity work that people do, that all they think it is is beauty, that there's nothing else behind it, that it's just that, that's it. And they look at it as being an empty type of thing that we do, that there's no value behind it at all. Right. And there's so many people that, that look at it that way. And they don't know that these women are some of the most charitable women that I've ever met, that give the most hours that I've ever seen, um, and that every weekend they're doing something worthwhile. Uh, not, it's not just that one day of the year that they're out there competing. Um, and it's very important to put that face forward, I think, as much as, as possible. So. You know, I think um, tagging off of what you had said, Janice, it, it isn't just about beauty. I think um, a lot of that comes from the fact that when, for instance, when I tell people I'm interested in pageantry or I love pageants, most people that are not involved in pageantry actually associate the word beauty with pageant, right? I mean, it's a phrase you see all the time, beauty pageant. And so I think what's difficult is that historically it probably, I mean, it, it started out that way as strictly a beauty pageant, a beauty competition, which was primarily based on your looks. And now with all of these different competitions, all of these different um, pageants, They've introduced interview, on-stage question, like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And so pageantry has really um, evolved to not only care about outward appearance, but to really care a lot more about um, inner beauty. And mm -hmm. so um, that's kind of been my experience. When I tell people, oh, I love pageants, or I'm interested in pageantry, they say, oh, beauty pageants? Well, <laughs> yes, no, 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 yes, but, but not really, no, it's, it's so much more than that. Very well said. Absolutely. I agree, and yes, it definitely has evolved. Now, I thought this was interesting. I was talking to some people involved in pageantry some, from 
a few different countries, and they were telling me that in their countries, pageants are basically through for women through their 20s. You know, once you hit 30, you're done. You know, they don't have pageants for married women. You know, they don't have pageants for plus-size women. They, they have more of the traditional beauty pageants. And, you know, once you pass that age, you know, you're done. So I thought this was interesting, and I, and I never really thought too much about it. But living in the United States, you know, we are very progressive with the beauty pageants you know, pageants, because you can be any age, any size, you know, you can find a pageant that is right for you. So it, right. it's not stereotypical, you know, so much that, you know, you can find one that's, that's right for anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. And it's very motivating. Um, you know, I did my first pageant ever was Mrs. Pennsylvania America. I just went out for it. And uh, I did it 20 years ago and came in as wow. a finalist. You know, I just showed up with a dress and a bathing suit. And I was like, okay, here I am. I had no training. Didn't know what I was doing. And I, I, I think it helped me because I didn't know what I, I was doing. I didn't know anything. And um, I came in as a semi-finalist. And um, here I am 20 years later, and I said, okay, I've got to try to do this before I can't do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, cause there's no age category here. So um, now I'm back. I'm, I'm in New Jersey. It's the same system. Uh, so, uh, but it's motivating, and, and it encouraged me to um, get into shape and to primp and prep a little bit because as a mom, you know, what happens is you, you, you give yourself to your kids so much. Um, and you don't think about yourself. So it's nice to have that. Uh, I imagine in other countries you're doing the same thing. You're giving your life to your kids so you don't um, think about yourself. But it's nice to be able, to, once they get, you know, older, that you can go back and, and give back to yourself and say, okay, now it's my turn. And that's what I'm doing now at my age. It's my turn, and they know it, and they support me. So I, I will hope that other people in other countries get the experience that they, they don't know what they're missing. It's so much fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm having the time of my life right now. It's <laughs> yeah. been the best. Good and I can't you. wait for a competition. And, and the thing is, you know, we talked about empowerment earlier. I'm getting to know all these ladies um, from not only my pageant system, but even like these ladies here today. Um, and it's just so much fun. I'm getting, I'm branching out and making so many new friends. It's, it's really been a great experience. And I'm not just saying that. It really is a great experience. I highly recommend it to everyone. I really do. Right. And I think the media will take anything negative or, you know, just what the public sees, toddlers and tears, the negativity of things. And that's what most people, you know, that's all they're exposed to. That's all they know. That's what, that's what they think when they think of pageants and pageantry. So, you know, unless you know someone involved in pageantry or go to pageants, you don't see what really goes into it and, you know, what, what it's involved, you know, what's involved with it. Mm -hmm. I definitely, whenever I'm on an appearance, like, I make it my mission not to be the one, like, standing in the corner just, like, looking pretty. And, like, the last appearance I had done was a, a run, and they ran out of people to cut the chips out of people's shoes. So, like, I was on the ground, like, cutting chips off of runners' shoes with a crown <laughs> on, like, looking really nice. Then they needed a person to run over to the water station because they were running out of water. And, like, you know, there was never a moment where I was like, you know, this is not for me. I can't help out. 
I was always like, I'm a normal person. Like, I did pageants because I wanted to try something new. I wasn't always in pageants. It wasn't the stereotypical, like, I'm a toddler's and charis child, and now I'm going to keep continuing to do pageants. It was kind of like, I needed scholarship money. I needed to get a good college education. I wanted to help out my PR career, and it all kind of came into place. And I'm not your stereotypical pageant girl. I'm 4'11". Um, I'm very petite. You know, I'm not going to run, walk yeah. the runway. <laughs> that's kind of where you see it. You know, this is a different girl, and she's really trying to help out. She's trying to volunteer and make appearances and make a difference. Like, there's never a moment where I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty and do what needs to be done to make sure that the event I'm at is successful. And that's why I think people should know, you know, ultimately is we're there to help. We're not there to always show off and to be like, well, I'm a title holder, so I don't have to help out. We're here to help. Right. Yeah. Totally this agree. Is, yeah. This is my first pageant. Um, I ran as Mrs. Little Elm, and one of my one of my good friends is involved in the United America pageant um, based out of San Antonio, Texas. Um, and she was Mrs. Dallas last year, and she kind of suckered me into becoming Mrs. Little Elm this year. Um, I met her for lunch one day, and she was like, you would make a great Mrs. Little Elm. I was like, okay, what does that mean? I've never in my life said that. <laughs> um, watched them on TV when I was younger, you know, just, oh, I want to be her. I want to be Barbie, right? Um, I'm five foot two, so I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Jess. Yeah, you know, people. five foot two girls. We don't, you know, I can't be a rockette. I can't be a pageant girl. <laughs> um, so I, I got suckered into it, so to speak, and my husband was not really understanding what was going on because I didn't have to run to be Mrs. Little Elm. It was just I was nominated. By the time I got home from lunch, I had an email on my computer saying, congratulations, you've been nominated. Your next step is to run for Mrs. Texas. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what, what did I get myself into? Um, but I've always been involved in charity work. My husband is actually the mayor of the town that we live in. So I've always been involved in charity work ever since I was young. Um, I worked at my church for many, many years, just volunteering, doing soup kitchens, being a volunteer coordinator for the catechist classes and things like that. Um, but now, you know, now that I'm an adult and I have kids, it's a good experience to show my kids, um, you know, it's, philanthropy is a good thing. It's not always about you. It's about helping other people. But now that I'm um, Mrs. Texas, I'm able to use that and kind of help my charities a little bit more because now it's, you know, I'm not just the mayor's wife. Now I've got a little <laughs> bit more backbone behind, you know, what I'm doing. And some of the charities that I do are for wounded warriors, and we're building a, um, uh, a mortgage-free house for a, a wounded veteran um, up here in our town. And, you know, I was able to call the corporate office of J.C. Tenney and say, you know, this is Mrs. Texas. I'd like to get some help. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we'd be fabulous. You know, it would be great to help. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's kind of nice to, like you said, not just – stand in the corner and look pretty, but to use it, you know, use your powers for good. <laughs> oh, and you completely agree. Power, so that's, that's the awesome part about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as any kind of title holder, you know, you have as much power as, as you yield. So, um, you know, of course, with, with the bigger pageants, you have even, even more power. So it's nice to be able to use that. And that's a, another thing that people who aren't in pageants don't realize that we have this awesome power uh, so we have to be careful for how we use that power. We need to use it also for our charities and to make sure that um, that we do use it for that. Like you said, don't stand in the corner. Use it for that and then let people know that you're using it for that. I think you right. need to broadcast it. If you don't have a blog, you need to show it and make it public-facing as much as possible. I think the more we show that, 
the more people will see that this is not just a beauty project. And I think that is something that really has to be out there. And, and um, I think people will start changing the way they see it. As well as, you know, some of the TV shows need to help us out. Because if it's not on television, basically it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, also, I think... This is changing it. This is changing it too. Because tell I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I need to say this. Because <laughs> television is gone by the wayside. The new medium is uh, YouTube and uh, online television. So more people seeing this kind of thing and this kind of medium, this kind of stuff is also changing. So okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. You know, you have more TV shows that have a little bit more morals and values instilled in them rather than, you know, um, was it Dance Moms and Divas and oh whatever. My. Some of the TV shows are a little crazy, and I won't even let my grown kids watch them. I mean, it's like, no, turn that off quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the, the stereotypes of what pageantry is because we do have that toddler and tiara TV show. You know, everybody thinks that we are now the adult version of the toddler and tiara. It's like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. well, ladies, I have to ask you. I have to ask you. Okay, now I found this online. And uh, Donald Trump, as you know, who owns the Miss Universe organization, um, was quoted in the New York Post saying, you can put all of the cello-playing rocket scientists you want on the runway, but men and women like seeing drop-dead gorgeous girls. That's what I give them. Beauty beats brains anytime. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was just going to point out, first of all, isn't it pretty ironic? I think that that quote is from 2002, from around that time. Is that right? Actually, I don't. I'm not even sure when it was quoted saying, yes. Okay. I, I think I remember it being um, a number of years ago, but isn't it funny that, you know, Olivia Culpo, Miss Universe, what, she's a cello player. <laughs> that's, that's right. She's that a college student, too. Yeah. She went to BU. Like, yeah. Yeah. Paige asked me to show DJ. So I just thought, <laughs> sorry, I just thought, I would just thought that I would point <laughs> that out. All right. right. Exactly. Exactly. And there's Gigi! That was a request from Paige. <laughs> Hi, Gigi. She was sleeping. She doesn't have her bow in her hair. She was ready. She I mean, is so cute. Getting back to, like, the quote, I definitely, I, I'm not going to lie, when I see a drop-dead gorgeous woman, like, I think it's awesome. Like, good for her. She's incredible. Her body's incredible. She looks incredible. But then you have to step back and think about how did she get to that point? And, you know, of course, she definitely had to work her body into shape or do whatever nutrition regimen she's going to do. Of course, she had to figure out how to get her hair and makeup in a perfect way. You know, she may have had help, but she still took steps to get that far. You know, it wasn't like she just decided to wake up one morning and be in the Miss Universe pageant. You know, it was steps to get her there. And we wake up and think, okay, I want to do a pageant, but it takes months and months of planning. And I don't, I don't care if she, you know, doesn't have a great education or um, if she's not really your – your, you know, A plus student, but she worked and that was her, took lots of effort to get to that point. So no. he, has, he may not have someone that's 100% um, the smartest genius on the planet or someone that's a cello player, but they have taken the time to really care about something and put their heart and soul into it. So it's not just her looks and, you know, it's not all superficial. There's probably a backstory to her being in the pageant and getting there. Isn't that the truth? Yes. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, look how long it takes to prepare and be ready for a pageant. So, yeah. you know, let's see. The public doesn't even doesn't think, you know, what do they look like without their makeup, without their gowns, you know, without mm-hmm. their swimsuits, you know, in the gym working out. So I don't want to hear, <laughs> oh, my gosh, they starve themselves, this and that. And <laughs> they yeah. work hard. We have to work hard. That's, that's dang hard work getting ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I mean, know, they should be really applauded, too. It's <laughs> absolutely so they should be applauded, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of intimidating to, you know, us normal normal girls that, like me, I never even thought about doing a pageant, and here I am, I have to go out on stage, and I was a ballet dancer for 30 years, so being on stage is, is fine, <laughs> but yay, it's the little people's people sport. Exactly. <laughs> I was about that as well. Yep. Yay. So, I mean, being on stage is fine, but talking on stage, no, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely intimidating to see those girls that, you know, they have no stretch marks from having kids. They have no droopy anywhere. They have no chicken, chicken flap underneath their arms. You know, they've got the wave down, whatever. But... It's, it's extremely intimidating to think that I'm in a pageant and I'm supposed to look like that and I look not like that. <laughs> so I'm sure for other other women across the America, it's, it's great to see them and, you know, sitting on a couch with your husband drooling over these gorgeous women is awesome. But, you know, the pageant system, I think, I think it would be nice to see normal people in the pageant system as well, not just drop-dead gorgeous divas. So. Well, I highly respect Donald Trump as a business person. I mean, he's awesome mm-hmm. at what he does. He obviously makes more money than I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I happen to know a gorgeous scientist who plays the cello. So why can't they be both? That's what I have to, have exactly. to say. Why can't they be both? I used to play the violin in the orchestra and was second violin. So I don't okay. get it. <laughs> so maybe they might not want to see you play that on, I don't know, the stage, but doesn't, um, like, Miss Mansell have, have talent? So why not? I don't get the correlation, really, you know, other than, and, and we, we uh, I mean, we have scholarship pageants. So why would he say something like that except sometimes to get media attention? Right. Yeah, very true. Probably. He's clearly distinguishing the two systems because, you know, America (laughs) does have talent and USA does not. So that kind of makes the distinguishing factor. Exactly. Exactly. But I highly respect him as a businessman because he knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a smart dude. Well, ladies, we are already (laughs) running out of time, so I want to give you each a moment to wrap up before we go. So let's start with you, Amy. Okay, well, um, again, my name is Amy Hillock. I'm with the um, United America Pageant System. I'm currently um, running as Mrs. Texas, and in June I'm going for the um, Mrs. United America national title. Um, so, yay, follow me in Austin. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mrs. Texas UA. Um, my Facebook page is Amy Hillock, Mrs. Texas United America. And then my email address is Mrs. Texas UA at gmail.com. And all the misses are just MRS, no periods. Um, I, I'm looking forward to being your queen for the year. And, um, you know, thank you so much for being or having me be a part of this, this 
pretty lively discussion. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you, you for joining us. Thank you, Amy. Thank and you. And Carrie, let's move on to you. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, I de definitely think we kind of broke our pageant stereotypes by having this conversation. So I'm actually at the end of my reign. I actually give up my title February 16th. So we're actually recruiting for contestants. So if you live in Massachusetts, uh, around the Boston area, it's an open pageant. So anybody in between the ages of 17 and 24 can compete. Uh, and I definitely think you should compete because it's, it's a really wonderful system and you can gain scholarship money for college. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at CambridgeMAO. You can follow me on Facebook, or like me on Facebook, I should say, at Miss Cambridge Scholarship Organization, or organization. and uh, we're giving away a $1,500 scholarship for the new Miss Cambridge, so uh, it's definitely something you should look into, and we're also reachable at www.missboston.org. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. And Janice, let's move to you. Okay, Janice Celeste, I'm with the Mrs. America Association. I am running for Mrs. New Jersey 2014. I'm at the beginning of my reign. Uh, my platform is connecting tech with people. <laughs> and I will be doing this all year, making appearances. You can find me on Facebook as Mrs. Morris County America. That's my county in New Jersey. I'm very proud to be from. <laughs> and you can also find me at JaniceBelest.com. That's C-E-L-E-S-T-E. -E -E. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and joining the ladies today. Aw, thank you, Janice. Yep. And Melanie, let's move on to you. All right. Um, my name, again, is Melanie Ladd. I'm Miss Minnesota Nationwide, um, part of the, the Miss Nationwide program. Um, this program is relatively young. Um, we just had, let's see, our third... Um, national competition was this past um, November, and it was an online competition, but in the, this coming year, they're moving it to a live pageant, which will be held um, in Reno, Nevada. So if you're interested in competing for Miss Nationwide, you can check us out at www.missnationwide.com. And thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Aw, thank you, Melanie, and I want to say thank you, ladies, for taking the time to join us tonight and for sharing your thoughts on breaking those pageant stereotypes. And uh, loved our conversation, thought we had a great conversation. And thanks to the viewers for tuning in. Be sure to visit us at pageantlive.com. Also, you want to check out Ask the Crown this Thursday morning as Erin Brady, Miss USA, joins me, along with Miss Teen USA, Cassidy Wolf. They will also be announcing the winners of the Tippy Tap Shoes from Chinese Laundry. And uh, love Chinese Laundry. I love the Tippy Tap. I love shoes. The Tippy Tap is the official shoe sponsor of the Miss USA and the Miss Universe pageant. So don't miss it. Check it out. Until then, everyone, and thanks again, ladies, for joining us. Be sure to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye, Gigi. <laughs> All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -ch
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.